This is the truth about public speaking. It's the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. I'm Ed Barks, here to help you advance your career, attain your business and public policy goals, burnish your reputation, and gain added confidence when the spotlight shines on you. In this 10-part special limited series, each program runs 5 to 10 minutes, enough time to give you the public speaking strategies you need while not belaboring your busy schedule. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review too. And take a leadership role by sharing the podcast with colleagues who stand to benefit. Now, let's discover the truth about public speaking. Think about the times you've witnessed a mesmerizing speaker. They shared not only fascinating insights, but did so in an engaging manner by utilizing nonverbal skills masterfully. If you looked around the room, you likely saw your fellow audience members on the edges of their seats paying rapt attention. Your video tools, the way you look, and audio tools, the way you sound, help you transmit your message in a more persuasive fashion. Let's take a look at these nonverbal traits. First, your video tools. They consist of action, facial expression, eye contact, wardrobe, and props. What qualities shape your audio tools? It's a combination of pitch, articulation, volume, emotion, and rate. These nonverbal qualities pave the way for smoother acceptance of your message. Of course, they will not in and of themselves deliver it for you. Don't make the mistake of thinking that because you can summon the raise of an eyebrow or modulate your rate of speech, you have mastered the ability to communicate in public. I found that it helps my clients to break down nonverbal communication into these two areas, video tools and audio tools, since it makes it more straightforward to analyze strengths and challenges. The main job of your video tools is to help others judge how pleasant or positive you are. On the flip side of that coin, this can also lead them to believe you are pessimistic or cranky. It goes without saying that you want to look like an expert who is both interesting and interested. So let's dig deeper. With regard to action, an erect posture, appropriate and natural gestures, a tilt of the head and a forward lean allow you to better connect with an audience, a reporter, or public officials. What about facial expression? Well, these communicate a wide range of emotions. Perhaps the most powerful symbol is the smile. Just don't try to fake these expressions. Few of us possess that talent, and overdoing it suggests high anxiety. As for eye contact, pay attention to your audience, not your notes, not your slides. Solid eye contact suggests honesty, confidence, and credibility. Your wardrobe matters too. Save any fashion statements for your personal time. When on the professional clock, dress like a grown-up. Props consist of anything you must handle physically, from a book to your product to the remote control device for your slides. Plot out in advance when to bring props into play and when to dispense with them. Let me return to action for just a moment, for that's a large part of your toolkit. Your position when addressing an audience is also an important part of your action. 
Do you stand, roam the room, use a lectern, sit at a table? Regardless of your choice, stake out a firm position when you speak and face your audience as you speak. Studies show that audiences favor the presenter who positions the upper body toward them. When you do shift positions, move with a purpose and avoid shifting your weight from foot to foot, nervously clasping your hands or fidgeting with a pen. Stand there and look important. After all, you are important. Let your impressive body language back up your impressive words. Now let's move on to your audio tools, the way you sound. These nonverbal qualities tend to transmit your level of authority or influence to your listeners. The first audio tool we'll talk about is pitch. No one wants to be subjected to a sleep-inducing monotone or an annoying sing-song voice. Vary your inflection and modulation, but don't overdo it. Keep your pitch consistent with your persona. Next comes articulation. Public communication requires a somewhat more formal style of speaking. If your enunciation is letter-perfect, congratulations, don't change. Volume is an important and often overlooked audio tool. Speak louder, then softer, to better maintain your listener's attention. The goal here is to vary the decibel level over the course of your remarks. Next, don't forget about emotion. In my experience, this is the most often ignored audio tool, and dangerously so. If you don't care, why should an audience, a reporter, or a public official take an interest? Lastly, let's talk about rate. As with pitch and volume, the key here is to vary your rate over the course of your presentation. Your nonverbal and verbal tools must work in harmony with one another. If your speech pattern proves asynchronous, for instance, your, your level of emotion fails to match the intensity of your message, your listeners will sense the mismatch. This impacts your credibility, driving down your odds of persuasion. I recommend that you assess your video tools and audio tools every so often. Shine a light on your strong points when you speak. Then, work over the long run to improve those qualities you find challenging. Okay, it's time to get hands-on with a few non-verbal practice drills. Don't obsess over any right or wrong answers. The point is to start thinking about how we communicate in this manner so that you can use it to your benefit in your everyday professional encounters. Here we go. First, ask yourself when communicating with others, how can you use your non-verbals to help you in your career or business? Next, when receiving nonverbal signals, how can you use that perspective to give yourself an advantage? Also, what nonverbal traits make you think of someone as an influencer? Finally, watch an interview on a TV talk show. Did the subject's nonverbals match their words? Did they appear truthful to you? And what did their nonverbals seem to convey that words did not? There are tons more of these exercises in Chapter 6 of the book, The Truth About Public Speaking, so I invite you to take a look there. The stakes are high when you communicate in public, too high to risk a nonverbal faux pas. Your next new client, big sale, promotion, or public affairs victory may hang in the balance. 
In our next episode, I'll share with you some tales from my years on the front lines of the communication strategy field and how they can help you sharpen your speaking edge. I hope you'll join me. Thanks for listening to The Truth About Public Speaking, the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, consider posting a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune in. And don't forget to share news of the truth about public speaking with colleagues so they can benefit too. For more public speaking advice and to learn how we can work together, visit me online at barkscom.com. I'm Ed Barks. Until next time.